Hello. I realized that a lot of people have podficked this, but I wanted to do it, and I was asked to do it, and I like the story a lot. So, here we go. Chapter 6. Picture what will be. Notes. Content notes. Potentially transphobic comments regarding bodies and attraction. Shitty is in a fantastic mood the next morning, and it takes him a little while to realize that everyone else isn't. Biddy is still sort of glowing, but he also keeps reaching out to Jack and then pulling his hand away. Jack looks sad, and Lardo's weirdly shifty. Shitty profoundly hopes she's not having regrets relating to his dick, but he doesn't want to ask in front of Jack and Biddy, and he doesn't want to try to drag her off for a private conversation when Jack is looking sad again. Shitty gets sad himself when it hits him that this is the middle day of their drive back. Not even counting the whole way out to Seattle, pretty soon they'll have more of it behind them than ahead of them. Shitty wants to talk about that about his internship and Lardo's summer job and Jack's plans to go back to Montreal to training camp. If he can't stop thinking about the way they're all going their separate ways, he'd at least like to not feel alone with it. But Lardo is not excited about her job, and Biddy turns big reproachful eyes on Shitty when he mentions Montreal, and Shitty has to admit he doesn't really have anything to say about his own internship. Biddy tells a couple of good camp stories. That's something. They've gone from I'm a believer to Hallelujah on the Shrek soundtrack, though. That's about the long and short of it. Biddy keeps switching playlists. Shitty thinks he's heard Chandelier three times by lunch. He makes a private, morbid bet with himself about the odds of either Irreplaceable or Someone Like You by the Massachusetts state line. Meanwhile, the merciless South Dakota sky forces Shitty to introspection. He'd planned half the trip when he thought it would just be himself and Jack, and half once they'd added Biddy. If he's been romancing anyone with landmarks and national parks, it isn't Lardo. What the fuck is romance, even? Coleslaw? Biddy asks Jack, looking at the limited vegetable selection in the latest little grocery store. I can use yogurt instead of buttermilk. It'll be better than diner coleslaw. Jack looks at Biddy like that isn't even a question. Lardo rounds the corner from the frozen aisle. Unbreaded tilapia, she says, holding it up. It's like shopping for the house, except Biddy isn't buying six pounds of butter and they don't have to get holster his gross beef jerky snacks. It's shopping for family dinner, she realizes, and that's not a new thought, but it still hits him like it is. If, somehow, if Jack didn't feel like he had to cut everybody off to play in the NHL, and Shitty survived law school and got a job in Providence, and they had a big house with rooms for everyone, and Shitty got to have sex with Lardo and sleep with Biddy when Jack was on the road, and maybe Jack sometimes when Biddy was on a late night baking binge, and they could take Biddy to Paris, and maybe Lardo would let them tag along to Nepal or wherever she was going next and they'd have Jack's photos on the walls, and some giant incomprehensible thing of Lardo's in the backyard, and he knows he's getting ridiculous, but he isn't going to pretend he's not having some sort of emotional breakdown standing there holding a can of black beans in a four-aisle food mart. Shitty was coaching their kid's peewee team, whosoever kid it was specifically, well... Shitty has maybe been sad for the better part of a year about leaving the protean freedom of college for the rigid halls of justice, but fuck protean freedom, right in the face... He wants to be a motherfucking grown-up if he can be a grown-up like that. Which he probably can't. He comes back to himself a little. It's one thing to convince his people they can stand him in a car for a hundred plus hours, and another thing to think they want him around forever. Still, the fact that nobody bailed in Seattle seems like a positive sign. Now all Shitty needs to do is figure out how you convince three people you should all date each other, sell Jack on the idea of maintaining human contact outside of being on a hockey team, Figure out why Lardo's being squirrely, and whether she'd feel more or less like a girlfriend with three boyfriends who mostly boyfriended each other, and, oh yeah, crush Biddy's dream of white wedding in a picket fence. 
although there's no reason he couldn't, really. Their house would probably have a fence. Jack will probably retire in his late 30s. That's terrifyingly not outside of Shitty's life planning horizon these days, given when he expects to finish paying off his law school loans, and... Also, Biddy is tapping his foot expectantly and waiting for the beans. Biddy has the 18s, Can't Help Falling in Love, cover on his Movie Songs of My Childhood playlist. Shitty approves. It's much more the right idea here than Bad Romance, which is what it was playing before Shitty started poking around. Also, it turns out Jack has never seen Lilo in Stitch, which makes Shitty feel like a bad boyfriend. Letting that slide, although technically he isn't anybody's boyfriend, hasn't been since the 11th grade, and might never be again if he ends up married to the law or whatever. There isn't really a good way to ask three people to join you in mutual romantic slash queer platonic entanglement. Did you ever wish you could live at the house? Shitty asks Lardo during a stretch where Jack was driving. Sure, once Biddy took over, Lardo says, and Biddy smiles, pleased. Why, thank you, Sarah Lardo, he says, and she grins back at him. Your dad must have dated your mom while he was playing, Shitty says to Jack. I mean, obviously. This A is out of the blue, and B causes Jack to look at him with a face of betrayal and confusion as to how he has come to be in the car of this backstabbing person. Are we talking about dads? Jack says, and okay, so some of these temps are going better than others. I need to talk to you, Lardo says. Shitty hasn't even picked a bed yet, but he sets his bag down on the nearest one and pays attention. Absolutely, he says. Is there anything I should do to be prepared for this conversation? Lardo makes a face at him. You're not going to need a lawyer, she says. Just, ugh. She sits down on the edge of the other bed and pulls Shitty to sit with her. I meant to talk about this last night, she says, taking his hands. But I got distracted, but... You got distracted by my dick, Shitty says gleefully. Sorry, he says, straightening his face. Carry on. We talked about stuff we might want to do, Lardo says slowly. But in a completely non-binding way, Shitty says. Seriously, 100% no worries if... Will you shut up for a minute? Lardo says, but squeezes his hand so he knows she's not really angry. Maybe didn't have the right context entirely. I wasn't trying to bait and switch. Mm, Shitty says, ostentatiously keeping his lips together. He shakes his head vigorously. Don't you claim to be some kind of expert in people coming out to you? Lardo says. Oh yes, Lardo. Four other people this week. Oh yes, Lardo. Four other people this week. She does a fake high voice for him, a sign she's actually irritated now. Shitty sits, waits. I want different pronouns, she says. I thought for a while it was just something I wished could be true, but it's... She rolls her eyes. More than pretty colors. I don't know yet about trying to tell everyone, but of course I wanted to tell you. But then we got this thing going, and... Given the whole you-always-see-me-as-a-girl thing, if part of what it makes it hot is that it's a girl talking about fucking you or whatever, then... Ugh. Shitty waits. I know I said heterosexual sex acts specifically, which was misleading. She flails a little. Shitty blinks at her aggressively. Oh, you can talk again, asshole. Spivak? Shitty says, or Z, or you know he, or just bro everywhere, and thank you for telling me. I don't feel misled. Would this be an appropriate time for congratulatory kissing? Singular they, I think, Lardo says. But shitty, geez, take a minute to let it sink in. Okay, he says softly. Lardo is right. He was being flippant. Mostly relief. Pronouns were less scary than some of the things that had gone through his mind there, like, sex with you was a terrible mistake. He looks at Lardo. 
Singular they, Lardo, apparently, which is simultaneously new and something that feels like it's been lurking under a lot of bro jokes for a while. Can I think out loud? he asks. Can you not? Lardo chirps. Can you think at all? Hardly around you sometimes, Shitty says sheepishly. They're still holding hands. I don't feel misled, he says, even if you have virulent contagious pronouns and we didn't use the right protection. He grins and Lardo smiles back. I know what my boner thinks is like the least important possible thing here, Shitty says, but we are sitting on a bed talking about last night, so I think, just for me, my dick cares less about pronouns than bodies. I mean, if I had met you and concluded you were dick positive, I wouldn't have thought, oh yeah, I want to drag you back to my cave and stuff babies up there. He shrugs, because boners, what can you say? I like pussy, and I like your pussy, and I've never really thought about non-binary pussy, but I don't see why it wouldn't be, uh, just as pink. Lardo winces. Let's go with bro pussy. Non-binary pussy makes me think it's going to have three labio or something. Shitty laughs. Wow, rule 34, he says. But, um... He still thinks there's further to go to get this right. Lardo's less tense now, but still a little tight around the eyes. We still need a congratulatory kissing, Shitty suggests, and leans forward, a kiss that's barely gracing. Let me tell you about this person I know. My bro. My best bro. He brings one of Lardo's hands up to his lips and kisses the back. I met them three years ago, he says, turning it over and kissing the palm. I was talking to Jack with my head up my ass and walked right into their corner kick. They were cute and awesome, and it turned out they needed a job, and my hockey team needed someone with a fucking clue. It was a perfect match. He sets that hand down in Lardo's lap and gives the other one the same treatment, knuckles and palm. Lardo is looking at him, a little wide-eyed, breath caught. Did I say they were cute? Shitty goes on. They had a ponytail back then, and it just keeps getting shorter. The fuzz is my favorite, he says, petting Lardo's head. But every new cut is my favorite. Back when it was long, they let me try to braid it. He rubs his face against the curve of their skull, so his mouth is right by their ear. I suck at braiding, Shitty whispers, and licks the rim of Lardo's ear. This person sounds pretty patient, Lardo says, a bit shakily. Inhumanly so, Shitty says. To put up with me, they'd let me kiss them here he says, kissing their neck. And here? Kissing their collarbone. And here? Going for the soft spot above the armpit. And never try to hurry me up. That never happened, Lardo says. Their hands have been sitting idle in their lap. Now they bring them up to Shitty's face. I'm telling the story, Shitty says. But I could use some help from the audience. Spoiler alert, I've heard there's going to be bro pussy. And right now, he pokes Lardo's crotch. All I see is bro shorts. Lardo starts with their tank and bra, just to be difficult. Oh yeah, bro tits, Shitty says, massaging himself through his own shorts. Take it off for me, entirely gender-free baby. I think baby is already gender-free, Lardo says, starting to laugh. I think I called you that last night. You can call me your girly girl if it gets you off, bro, Shitty says. But okay, baby, no qualifiers needed. The bottom half, please? He makes a Vanna White gesture at Lardo's legs. How about you, Lardo asks, undoing their shorts. Nah, Shitty says. See, what I'm going to do, he explains, moving. I sit here back against the wall, just like this, and then you're going to come sit right here, he pats between his legs, and I'm going to put my hands all over you, wherever you want, as long as you want, and then, to be frank, I'm going to come into my pants. Good? Mmm, Lardo says, thinking about it. Rain check? I want a brone. Twist my arm, Shitty sighs. He ends up on top, which is new and interesting. I forgot the end of my story, he says, and when he's spent, and Lardo is letting himself be crushed for a bit. My best bro, I really love them. They love you too, Lardo says. Now get the fuck off my pelvis, you weigh a fucking ton. 
Shitty kisses them happily before he goes. Hey, he says in the morning. Pronouns. If I get it right, Jack and Bits will probably notice. If I fuck it up and catch myself, they'll definitely notice. If I'm deliberately wrong, now that you've asked, I feel weird about it, but I want to do whatever makes sense for you. Obviously, I want to tell them, Lardo says, rolling their eyes. Aren't we all for one and one for all here? It's pretty anticlimactic, for shitty at least. It's probably a bigger deal for Lardo. Jack hugs them. Bitty gets a look of dismay. Lardo, he says. You should get a cake. I can't possibly bake you a proper cake out here. He has to settle for a hug and an IOU. Lardo says they'll hold him to it in the fall. Shitty's not going to get jealous over not being there for Lardo's happy new pronouns cake. Or, well, he's not going to say anything and tarnish the moment. Sometimes, Shitty looks out the window at Minnesota rolling past them and thinks about the Homestead Act and Laura Ingalls Wilder and the forced relocation of native peoples. Sometimes he looks out and thinks, When did Biddy and Jack buy lube? Did one of them already have lube along with them? It's all well and good to have a dream about a big house in a few years, but Shitty thinks if he's going to get anyone to take this plan seriously, he needs a vision for fucking September. Commuter rail. Skype. They could make it work, if they wanted to. The point where Shitty realizes he needs to stop trying to solve it like a puzzle and just say something. He's been arguing in his head with a Jack who thinks Shitty's saying he wouldn't be capable of a regular two-person relationship, which is not what Shitty believes at all. And then he tunes into the real world long enough to discover that real-world Jack has been arguing with Lardo and Biddy about the WNHL, a topic of great interest to Shitty, and also significant because for four hockey-obsessed bros, they have been avoiding hockey and hockey-adjacent topics to a ludicrous degree. It's downright implausible that they've driven almost 5,000 miles without redrafting the entire league, picking one historical game to attend, or amending the rules to allow jetpacks or whatever. All standard bus trip activities when the trash talk gets repetitive. So it's weak sauce that Shitty is missing this conversation, and also that he loves people who are so factually and analytically wrong about the CWHL. There isn't really a good way to ask three people to join you in mutual romantic slash queer platonic entanglement, but it turns out when you love them, you do it anyways. Awkwardly. Badly. Even if the words coming out of your mouth make you yourself question the idea and your very sanity. Shitty waits until Biddy has handed out dinner, some kind of no lettuce salad with tomato, canned tuna, green beans, and olives, and says, So, I think, given that hockey robotness aside, none of us lack heart or courage, and there is nothing in that black bag for us, I think we should all date. What? Jack and Biddy say. Lardo smirks and says, Dibs on King of the Forest! Because Lardo has had the answer key to certain quirks of Shitty's brain since around the time they started sharing joints. Likewise, Shitty knows Lardo isn't saying yes, they're just saying they're willing to hear Shitty out. Do over, Shitty says. We should all date. Please ignore the irrelevant and incoherent cinematic illusion. I'm as confused as a fart in a fan factory, Biddy drawls. I don't understand, Jack says to Shitty then. You either. Tomorrow night, Shitty says, we get back to the house. And the plan is, we go our separate ways the next day. And that plan should cower before the vastly superior plan where we go our separate ways in body, but stay together in our hearts, and also our senses of commitment and emotional investment. Friendship bracelets, Lardo says elliptically. Thank you, opposing counsel, Shitty says. Different than friendship because I've been fucking whole new worlding you guys, and it turns out that's not a buddy song. Jack and Biddy exchange confused glances. Fuck, Shitty says, look, I think we work together. What if it's not just a coincidence of timing that it took until this trip, until we were all four together like this, for any of us to get our shit together with each other? You're saying... 
like a four-way romance? Betty asks, pointing around in a square. Are you guys, indicating Shadeen Lardo, hitting on both of us? Jack, adorably, puts his arm over Betty's shoulders. It's quite the possessive gesture for someone who says they absolutely can't have a relationship. Yes and no, Shitty says. More like no, I guess. I don't particularly see sex as being part of this, except for particular, um, sub-pairings. Also, Lardo and I are currently banging, but not dating, so this is much a proposition from me to them as from me to either of you. Lardo? Jack says at that with instant relief. What the fuck is he talking about? He's asking us out, Lardo says blandly. Why? Jack asks. Lardo tips their head back towards Shitty. Because I'm in love with all three of you, Shitty says, and Jack turns rigid. Did I use too much mustard? Biddy says loudly, and Shitty accepts the cue to shut up for now and eat his salad. They've got a lot of road left, and the days are long, so they're looking at least another two hours in the car before they stop for the night. The first ten minutes is uncomfortable silence. Biddy doesn't even bother with music, and Shitty thinks it's going to be a long two hours. Then Biddy takes a breath and says, You can't just mush people together all random-like. And Shitty grins. My tiny southern darling, he says. Nothing random about it. But, Biddy says, If if you love someone it doesn't work out, people aren't a recipe. You can't just say, Oh, we need another egg here and fix it. But we don't have to fit a certain pie pan either, Shitty says. Pairing is a default, but there's nothing magic about the number two. Technically, three is the medic number, but Noah aside, we don't have to couple in couples if we'd rather make quadruples. I like couples, Biddy says in a small voice. Shitty has shotgun, and Biddy is behind him. If they were reversed, Shitty could wrap his arms around the headrest to hug him. But from where they are, Shitty can't do much. Of course, Shitty says. I mean, I know I'm stupid ideas guy, but I did think about this. Obviously, it might not be something you want, but I wanted to ask at least. I didn't want to not even ask. Oh. Biddy says, like he's just made a connection there. Oh, I... Huh. Can I ask about you and Lardo? He says a few moments later. Lardo, who's driving, shrugs. Shitty nods. I don't have a question, Biddy admits after another moment. I'm happy for you, but confused you're not dating given... Well, he's blushing a little. Shitty hopes that, even if he doesn't have much perversion in his compersion, his feeling on his bros banging are more like the way he was sweet about Chowder and Farmer and not, you, my mom, and dad have sex. Lardo is nobody's prize to be won, Shitty says, at the same time as Lardo says, but I'd go for the shitty plan. Really? Shitty says. You would? It's embarrassing. He spent a lot of time being the guy who tackle hugs and yells profanities, and not the guy who gets choked up and teary. Not because feelings are bad, but because he likes to make stuff happen. Right just now, he is kind of sniffly, though. I like the person I am with you guys more than the person I am when I'm not, Lardo says. I don't want to be a girlfriend. Disqualified, Shitty interrupts, but I like the idea of a stable long-term arrangement if it worked. How would it even work, Jack says, and Shitty yells, Aha! Everyone else blinks. Shitty says again, listen, listen! His heart is beating fast because, oh, this is the crux of it now. Here's how it works, Shitty says, high annihilation and danger. You've been shutting Biddy down for weeks or months, I don't know, nobody's read me in, but you have been fundamentally absolutely sure you can't be together without ever fucking asking yourself what that would actually mean. No, he says when Jack starts to interrupt. 
Seriously, bro, I love you, but can you tell me you ever thought anything but it's impossible? It is impossible, Jack says. This isn't like Samuel Hockey. This is the show. Team first, team last. I can't be any kind of partner to Biddy. He makes an apologetic face at Biddy, who nods sadly. You can't be in a couple, Shitty emphasizes. You've decided it wouldn't work. I'm not even trying to argue with that. Jack raises his eyebrows skeptically. I thought about arguing, Shitty says, because I love Biddy and it pisses me off that you would walk away from him, but I concede that you are the expert on your tragic and nobly doomed hockey career relationship obstacle. He takes a breath. However, Shitty says, even you yourself have to admit that you don't know whether you could leave Biddy in the loving care of the other two-thirds of your loved ones and come back to us in the off-season. You have never thought about that. It is an open question. He stabs his finger at Jack accusingly. Huh, Jack says slowly, and that's when they hear the bleep of the pullover siren and see the flashing lights. What the fuck is it about this state line? Lardo asks, while the cop is still getting out of the cruiser because apparently they'd just crossed into Ohio while Shitty was ranting at Jack. Lardo turns on the dome light, but the cop still comes at the window with a giant flashlight. Okay, folks, he says, aiming it around each of them in turn, like he's making sure he gets everyone in the eyes. I'm going to need to see... He stops. There's a weird moment of changing scripts. Um, the cop says in a completely different voice. Are you Jack Zimmerman? Shitty can suddenly see that he's young, probably younger than Jack, and he's making that face that people make for unexpected celebrities. I am, Jack says. I guess. I'm not sure if I could offer to sign something for you. Would you? The cop says. Can't wait to see you play with the Falks. You better lose to Columbus, but I was 16 and under when you would have gone in the draft. I... Wow. He hands Jack his pen and ticket pad. Still good on the ice these days? Jack asks. It's one of his generic signing questions. And who should I... Tyler, the guy says. Like, Tyler... No, no, I don't skate much anymore. I was never so... Uh, he says. You guys all... My Samwell team, Jack says, suddenly less robotic. Watch any of the college playoffs? The cop shakes his head. Some good games, Jack says. Good teammates. That's great, the cop says. Thanks for this, taking the ticket pad back. Good luck in Providence, he says, waving. Unless you're playing CBJ! He sort of scuttles back to his cruiser. Wow, Lardo says. So, you were claiming I get an off-season, Jack says, deadpan. Not from being recognized, obviously, Shitty says. I get that but four of us looks more like college buddies than anything salacious. Four of us in a house looks like roommates. Four of us of a dinner does not look like a date. Maybe I won't go on dates without you yapping, Jack says with a scowl. Ha! Shitty says. Also great! Ten minutes ago, that was impossible. Jack frowns at him. Biddy, though. Biddy is starting to look at Jack with painful, breaking hope. Shitty kind of just wants to let that sit for a bit. He puts his hand on Lardo's thigh, but they shrug it off with a glare at him, so he makes do with just watching them watch the road. If someone in a, uh, multi-person thing breaks up, do they all break up? Biddy asks. I mean, I'm just curious. I don't think we could write a plan in advance, Shitty says. Is this more like, Shitty had an affair with Jack's goalie? In which case everyone might have feelings about that, or more like, Lardo discovers the existence of female athletes and has no more use for us, or who knows? Lardo takes a hand off the wheel to flip him off. Between potentially life-altering negotiations and getting pulled over, nobody quite realizes how late it is until Jack pokes Shitty and tells him that Biddy is falling asleep. Probably because you've been keeping him up, Shitty chirps, and Jack just says, yeah, probably, with a little smile. They've never been the kind of bros like Ransom and Holster, who congratulate each other on their conquests. Probably because they were both basically monks their whole time at Samwell, but this definitely calls for a quick between-the-car-seats fist bump. 
Vinny usually does the work of finding them a motel via his phone. Shitty decides to try a different approach, pointing out the window and saying, There's one! The sign claimed they had vacancies, but it turns out to be more like vacancy, as in only one room. Two double beds, the clerk says, sounding bored. I can waive the extra occupancy charge. We could go somewhere else, Shitty says. He doesn't want to cockblock Jack and Biddy there last night on the road. I ain't getting back in the car, Biddy pouts. He's leaning on Lardo, who's wincing and flexing their knee. I think I drove too long, they say. Let's just stay. I don't mind sharing for one night. Maybe Bits and I can be married midgets again. My lord, that tent was small, Biddy mumbles. There's an interesting alternate history, where Lardo didn't come along, and Biddy used the excuse of the bad smell to squish in with Jack despite Shitty's tent being larger. Shitty wonders whether they still would have ended up banging in that universe. Some plausibly deniable, tent-induced fraudage getting out of hand, maybe. Shitty, overhearing, turned on but also lonely, alone in his tent. In this world, Jack has his own bag, Biddy's bag, and Biddy by the elbow, patiently towing him down the vaguely floral-cleaning product-scented hall. They get in and fumble around with lights. Biddy curls up on the nearest bed. Shitty strips off his shirt before Lardo even gets the door closed. Fuck, he's getting sick of traveling. He's been wearing clothes all the time for like two weeks straight. Biddy looks up at him curiously. If we were all dating, would we be having an orgy now? Shitty, elite collegiate athlete that he recently was, actually trips over his own feet. It's like hearing Biddy say twink. There are words he just doesn't expect to come out of that sweet mouth. Nah, he says once he studied himself. I'm telling you, Bits, I want Jack and Loop so I can get your pies without having to suck your dick. He's rounding down a little. There are circumstances where you can imagine, but that's not relevant right now. Jack makes a priceless face, half offended on Biddy's behalf and half smug. But I make you pies anyway, Biddy says, like this is obviously more important than the part about his dick. We don't have to be dating. I want extra love in them, Shitty says. Look. He sits down next to Biddy and runs his fingers through his hair. You make me pies anyways, and Lardo gets my dick anyways, and Jack will listen to my bullshit anyways. It's not for any of that. If we did it, if we tried it, it would be for the same reasons anyone dates. Biddy frowns. Because we want to, Bits. Only that. Because we'd rather be together than not. Shitty leans over and kisses him on the temple. It's okay if you don't, he says. You can still make me pies, even. Gotta make Lardo a cake. Biddy says sleepily, and Shitty leaves it to Jack to get him out of his shoes and shorts and manhandle him under the covers. Lardo has moved the pillows on the other bed, so they're each as close to the edge as they can get without falling off. They take the far side, leaving Shitty on the east side near Jack and Biddy's bed. The curtains are thin, and there's a parking lot light pole right outside their window. Shitty's on his side, back to Lardo to try to give them space, so he has a clear view of Jack and Biddy and the light filtering in. The way Jack fits himself in behind Biddy, the way he's wrapped his arm around him and spread out his hand on his stomach. Biddy's bonelessly asleep and even snoring a little, but Shitty realizes after a moment that Jack's eyes are open, looking back at him over Biddy's head across the gap between the beds. Shitty really doesn't believe it's possible to speak with your eyes, that's what fucking words are for, but he finds himself hoping that Jack is reading the right things in his. How beautiful Shitty thinks he is with Biddy. How lucky Shitty feels to get to see them like this. How much he doesn't want it to be the last time. Shitty wakes up to Lardo, pushing at him. He's rolled over at some point in the night and glommed onto them, and they've apparently woken up enough to want to sleep a little longer unmolested. Biddy, at the foot of the bed on his way to or from the bathroom, is looking down at the two of them with a little frown. Are you going to total up what we've cost you? Shitty asks when Jack pays at the desk. No, 
Jack says, or yes, I guess, for budget tracking reasons, but don't say you cost me like I'm the one being generous. Shitty's breath catches, but Jack turns away to carry bags. I'm not out of music, Biddy says indignantly. I'd just rather play the songs I like than ones I don't. Sure, Lardo says, commandeering the audio cable, but now we're taking a variety break. Lardo's idea of variety turns out to be all of Vienna Tang's aims. Lardo has old-fashioned notions about songs coming in albums, but that's okay. Shitty's definitely putting Never Look Away on his imaginary This Was Our Road Trip mix. Shitty's pretty sure Never Look Away wasn't the point, and it wasn't aimed at him, but hey, serendipity. I really liked Cedar Point, Biddy says. They're about an hour past and dusky by then. Good, Shitty says. I really liked the whole trip, Biddy says. That's what it's all about, Shitty says. That or the hokey pokey. But, Biddy says in the corner of Pennsylvania, I love y'all, but there's love and there's love, and it's not a competition, but sometimes you know in your heart that Biddy, Shitty interrupts, before he can get himself any more wound up. Jack would always come first for me, Biddy says, sighing. And obviously I don't want to presume, but I would want to also with... Yes, Jack says simply. And Biddy is derailed for a moment while they fall into each other's eyes. Shitty has to tear his own gaze away from rear view and back to the fucking road. Just doesn't seem fair, Biddy picks up again a minute later. If Jack and I have each other, and you feel that way about Lardo, and it's really none of my business, except like you're saying it is, it would be, and... Bro, Lardo says, Shitty's my favorite, okay? But, Biddy says, I take his heart as seriously as you do Jack's, Lardo says. And fuck, Lardo can't just say shit like that, Shitty has to drive here! Later, Lardo will say that's when they first really believed it could work, when Biddy was worried Shitty might not get enough love. What on earth would we tell our parents? Biddy asks rhetorically. Are you telling them about the bear? Shitty asks. Jack looks up dismayed. We're not telling people about the bear? How can you not know what the Falconer's Goal song is? I've heard it, Jack says. It's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I just don't know what it is. Stipulated that we could answer this question by looking it up, Shitty says. What should it be if you could pick anything? Get me bodied, Biddy says immediately. Cut in from the whoo, and the whole arena gets to go hey, 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 right off. Why am I not surprised, Lardo says. You know, that's not terrible, Jack says thoughtfully. Eastern New York is ECAC road trip territory. Maybe it's not surprising they end up reminiscing. It starts off with road trip memories. Remember the time the hornet flew in the bus window? Remember the time it hailed and we had to pull over and it sounded like a machine gun on the roof? turns pretty quickly into actual hockey. The time Jack scored 40 seconds into the first period, the time he scored 20 seconds from the end of the third, Shitty's first goal, his favorite goal, the time he ended up in the net, Jack's favorite play he wasn't on the ice for, when Rands and Holster pulled off some crazy no-look telepathy, Jack's hat trick that got them into the playoffs, Shitty's playoff goal this year, but he joins in on some of it. The assist in his first game, his first goal, but he refuses to pick a favorite game or a favorite goal. I have two more years, he says airily. I like to think my best game hasn't happened yet. Shitty and Jack give him a two-way fist bump for that. Shitty's NCAA career wasn't anything special on paper. His stats, honestly, have always been on the mediocre side of average. He's always known that the team's success had a lot more to do with Jack up for the Hobie Baker Zimmerman, Rands and Holster's defensive dominance, even Biddy's speed and finesse than anything he's personally brought to the ice. But it was fucking awesome, he concludes at dinner when there's nothing more to say about anyone's sophomore slump or junior rejuvenation, when the conversation is maybe starting to circle closer to 
will never play again together territory, which is a spiral he really doesn't need to see Jack and Betty go down again. It was fucking amazing, and there's always shinny. They toast to that with their cokes. And then they're in Massachusetts, driving through the easy pass lane onto the pike, past signs and service plazas they all know by heart. It should be even more of a timer counting down situation than Seattle, Shitty thinks, but he doesn't feel that same jitteriness, the same unwillingness to be done yet. It's not that there isn't plenty of unfinished business in the car, Shitty just feels, hopefully not jinxing anything, able to deal with it. That not at the beach, Biddy says, because apparently he's getting the Shitty's brain cliff notes now too. I don't really know how to explain it. You know how your ears go deaf after a loud concert? I think with the bear and then Jack, sorry honey, everything was sort of muffled? But in a good way, he adds quickly. Everything was quiet and simple, and there we were on the edge of the world, and I was so glad I was there with y'all. I guess that's the one thing that makes me think you're not just right out of your mind. Out of my mind and into your heart? Shitty says brightly. I don't know about that, Biddy says, but he says it fondly. Biddy will one day admit to Shitty that he didn't really feel it then, that he would have gone along with anything that might have given him a chance to hold on to Jack that it was only later, walking in on Jack, talking quietly with his head in Larda's lap, that he started to get it for real. I'm sorry, The Door's The End is just a better end of everything song than It's the End of the World as We Know It, Shitty says. Well, I can't get either to download, Biddy says, so I guess we'll have to take your word for it. A small piece, tabletop, just a flat plane of glass with things protruding above and below, Larda was trying to explain. Not a representational map, but like, the emotional progression, bolts and twists of wire, and maybe some fabrics, and then the edge of the glass is the ocean. We have to put the bear in, though, Jack says. Canadian Monopoly has one. I used to take it if I couldn't be the hockey player. Hmm, Larda says. Metal. Machine. That's not bad, Jack. So I- hey, Biddy, can you turn this down? You can use the volume control, Biddy says, but does. I don't want to mess up your thing, Jack says, meaning, should he supposes, the audio cable and mysterious modern music technology beyond it. Was there something you wanted to talk about? Biddy asks after a moment. Or did you just want it quieter for driving? Shitty, Jack says. You said something about a house. Shitty almost doesn't know what he's talking about for a minute. Thinks maybe he means the house. With the four of us, Jack says. I want that, he says. If we could really... I want that. Stop the fucking car, Shitty says. What? Pull over, motherfucker. You pull the car over now, Jack Zimmerman. Jack signals and merges, and signals and crosses the rumble strip, and slows to a halt in the shoulder of the highway. Shitty, what? Shitty is sitting behind Biddy. He's out of the car and around the back and opening the front door as soon as they've stopped. Really? He asks Jack, leaning in with his hand on the back of the seat, kneeling down with one knee on the doorframe. Really? Really, really? I, yes, Jack says, and Shitty leans the rest of the way in and gets his arms around him. Jack is still wearing his seatbelt. It's horribly awkward. There's traffic whizzing by like a foot behind Shitty's back, but it's as perfect as the bottom of Niagara Falls or the top of the Space Needle. Shitty buries his face in Jack's neck and squeezes his eyes shut and clings. You told me. We tell our own stories, Jack says in his ear. Way back at that first party. I'd never... You weren't saying it to blame me, he says. You made it sound good. I want that, he says. I want that with you. With all of you. Jack, Shitty says. It's like a no-look pass from himself that took four years to connect. A miracle, 20 seconds from the end of the game. All right, excuse me, Betty says, tapping on Jack's shoulder. If we're pledging our love here, I'm next in line. You're first in line, Shitty says, disentangling himself and getting the side of Jack's head a little push in Betty's direction. I'm just jumping the queue. 
Jack kisses Biddy like the end of a movie, hands clutching each other's heads and shoulders, devouring each other like they don't care at all that she's looking in the door and Lardo's in the back seat. I'm so sorry, Jack breaks away to say. I'm so sorry I made you think I could walk away from you. Just don't, Biddy says. You're mine. Um, ours, I guess? And Jack is kissing him again. So hey, Lardo says, as Shitty closes Jack's door and comes around and climbs back in his own. Biddy's still kissing Jack in the front, one hand clutching his shirt. I guess they're ours now? That sounds responsible, Shitty says. I think we should be theirs, like house pets. You're the golden retriever, I'm the Siamese, Lardo says. Bro, please, Shitty says. I'm like a German shepherd. You're Yorkie with delusions of grandeur, Lardo says. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you're a... Turtle, Shitty says. Lardo shrugs like, fair enough. She leans over to kiss them, since that's apparently what time it is. Just once, like the seal of a promise. Do you think we should break them up? Shitty asks, glancing back at the front. Biddy's out of his seatbelt and has his knee up on the gear shift. Jack's hands rub his shirt. Did we not just drive 6,000 miles to get them together? Lardo asks, deadpan. I mean, Shitty says, if we can make it back to the house, we could screw in a less uncomfortable place than the back seat of a Volvo. Maybe a different uncomfortable place, Lardo says, waggling their eyebrows. Hey, front seat! We can Chinese file drill if you can't get your lips apart, but somebody needs to drive this wagon back to the barn! I can drive, Jack says, turning enough away from Biddy to look into the back. Biddy, undeterred, latches onto his ear. Jack's pupils are blown, and even in the yellowish sodium light, his lips look dark and swollen. He's biting the bottom one. Yeah, Shitty says. No, I hate to say this, but you're taking a shotgun and we're putting the midgets in the back. I want to get us home. When Jack tells the story, Shitty's the one who takes four years to figure out there's something a little different than straight-up Rose. What the fuck ever, Jack Zimmerman. The house isn't really home. Not anymore. Shitty's stuff is packed and mostly at his mom's place already. Nursey's boxes are in his old room, but it's a place shaped like an echo of their someday home. The one where Biddy rules the kitchen and Lardo controls the remote. The one Jack can come back to when Hockey doesn't need him. The house is where Biddy can take Jack back to his room, for one night in the bed where Jack thought he would never be, and Shitty and Lardo can spread out Jack and Biddy's sleeping bags on Shitty's old floor and make a nest next to the bed where Lardo spent a zillion hours hanging out but never slept. Is it not buddies if we get spooge on these? Lardo wonders. Shitty waves his hand. And I can't get it on baby Lardo's Batman bag. That's just wrong. I'll guess he'll still room with the teammate his first year, Lardo says, thinking out loud. But I'd like to find us a place next year when I graduate, even if it's just a rental for now. Are we doing logistics now, Shitty asks? I thought someone said something about spooge. Sorry, not sorry, Lardo says. You know my management skills do it for you. Oh, yes. Someone who is neither of them says. Like that. Ugh. It turns out the house has significantly thinner walls than your average roadside motel. Maybe it's just as well they spend all that time at Samwell not getting laid. Oh, 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 says a high voice, and lower. Oh, oh. Shitty and Lardo look at each other, and they're smirking and giggling. Oh, oh, Shitty says dryly in Lardo's ear. Oh, they say back, getting a hand right on Shitty's dick. And suddenly it's not funny anymore. I want my tongue in you, Shitty whispers. And Lardo is rapidly shedding clothes, which points to yes. They go for Shitty's nipples when he gets his own clothes off. Ah, naked in the house. It's nostalgic already. Shitty returns the favor and kisses down their stomach. Can I say you're mine? He asks, bringing out how to range his shoulders and Lardo's thighs. Lardo's all spread out and pink and beautifully bilateral. I want to keep you. I want to own you. I know that's wrong. 
Lardo tightens their grip in his hair. Kinky, they say. I guess we can try it? You're mine right now. Show me. My own, Shitty says, carefully holding on, trying it out. Lardo. He licks in and they tremble. Shitty wakes up alone in Jack's sleeping bag. Vidius is empty up on the mattress where Lardo had sensibly migrated. He finds them in the kitchen, where Biddy is turning the dregs of the trip groceries into magic. Lardo's got their head bent together with Jack, and they're inspecting a Google calendar on his laptop. Morning, Shitty greets them, and ebbles over to kiss Lardo. And why not? Jack. He's there. Jack swats him on the back of the head, but looks secretly pleased, Shitty thinks. He sits down at the table across from them, and realizes Biddy is staring at him, eyebrows raised. I'm just cooking here, he says. Aw, Shitty says. I didn't mean to leave you out, Pumpkin. And Biddy turns pink, but actually comes over so that Shitty can give him the same peck on the lips he gave Jack. I can't believe I'm going to be in Cambridge for three years, Shitty says, contemplating the miracle of this kitchen in the three of them. Can't we just go be naked on a farm somewhere? No, Jack says. Earn your degree. In exactly the same voice Shitty recalls from, eat more protein. We are going to have the best summers, Biddy says cheerfully, just a little bit forced. Jack and Lardo said so, so I reckon it's true. What time is your flight? Shitty says. He'll be morose if he wants to, damn it. Close enough to Jack's you can take us together, Biddy answers. Muffins? They decide to say goodbye at the house, because Jack and Biddy are at different terminals, and Jack doesn't want to kiss anyone in public, and, well, basically, if Shitty's going to cry, he doesn't want to be doing it when he has to merge with a bunch of aggressive cabbies. Jack shows them all how to Quebecois cheek kiss, so they go around and do a couple rounds of that, and then Shitty decides he'd rather kiss Jack and Biddy on the lips again, more oppressed than a smack this time, and then it turns out Lardo has in fact kissed both Jack and Biddy before. It was lip gloss application related, Biddy tells Jack, like Jack is going to object. Shitty's more curious about Lardo and Jack. They promise they'll tell him and Biddy the whole story on four-way Skype. It's something small to look forward to. Shitty's mostly just amused he's apparently the last one to the party. Anyways, Shitty doesn't cry, but only because he's too busy watching Lardo kiss Jack and Biddy, and then Biddy gives Jack some truly terrible line about is that the only way French people kiss? And Jack actually dips him into a prolonged tongue kiss that Shitty feels like he should either photograph or score. 5.5 from the Russian judge, Lardo murmurs, so Shitty slips them a little tongue of their own. The highway south of Boston is a mysterious parking lot, but the Ted Williams tunnel is clear and moving, so the drive isn't so bad. It's a little weird to be back in the car again, with different luggage in the back, and Jack and Biddy dressed respectively for flying. See you later, they say at each terminal. See you later, and talk to you soon. Shitty feels his pocket buzz with the text before he's even back to the tunnel. Lardo's parents are nowhere near the airport. Lardo had offered to take the train, and Shitty had put them in a headlock until they'd stopped being dumb. Want to come in and say hi to my parents? Lardo asks. Shitty is wearing cutoffs with a hole in the inseam, and a Miller Lite tank top someone left at a kegster. Not really interview clothes. If you want, he says. Fuck no, Lardo says. Just wanted to see you make that face. Gonna introduce Biddy to yours? He's definitely the trophy wife, Shitty says, thinking about it. Maybe Christmas. Let's see what he thinks. Will you beard for Jack? Lardo sighs. If shit goes down and he needs me to, I, uh, offered once, a long time ago. It sounded funnier back then. Really, Shitty says. Was this related to the kissing incident? We're telling you about that on Skype. Stop boundary testing, Lardo says. Maybe someday, Shitty agrees. I guess it's not really bearding, exactly. The part where I wear a dress would be, Lardo says darkly. The part where Deadspin calls me his girlfriend. Not today's problem, Shitty says. Sorry to bring it up, bro. 
Eh, Marta says. I brought up parents. Are you stalling? Shitty asks. A little, Lardo says. Okay. See you later? Talk to you soon, Shitty says. He goes back to the house to get his own trip stuff and the camping gear and the last of his boxes from his room, and put the dishes they washed that morning back into the cupboards and make sure they turned off all the lights and cleaned out the fridge and took out the trash. They did. Biddy's new jars of jam and fruit butter and preserves are lined up in the kitchen for fall baking. There's nothing of Shitty's left in Nursie's room. Biddy's room is tidy and ready for him to come back to. It's where Shitty will stay when he visits, he supposes. He draws a heart on a post-it note and leaves it on Biddy's desk. He locks the front door for the last time. He'll mail Nursie his keys. Bye, Samwell, he says, and keeps his eyes off the rearview mirror and on the road in front of him. It's easier than he thought it would be. I 100% believe we tell our own stories, Shitty says. We are inextricably enmeshed in the gears of the world, but we don't have to be crushed by them. Lardo had done a sculpture about that once, one of their first major sales. We are partnered with the limitations of our bodies, like Jack's poor knee, and the limitations of our souls. But in that space, however small, we dance. The wide eyes of his peewee team stare back at him in unanimous, mute incomprehension. So, we're going to have a great year, Shitty finishes up clapping. Let's get out there and hit some pucks. They scramble for the ice. Only a few of them look back nervously over their shoulders at him. Whatever, Shitty thinks. It's going to sound great at the wedding. Notes. I just want to say thank you to everyone who read this thing to the end. Fandom kind of amazes me when I think about it, that I can sit here on my couch and indulge my feelings about these guys at great length and put it out there, and someone else will take the time to read it, because they have feelings too. I feel really lucky to be here with all of you. And all thanks and credit in the world to Ngozi for creating these delightful goobers and starting this whole feelings thing in the first place. ETA. I also want to say that I love critical feedback, and if I got one of the locations all wrong, or handled the non-binarity badly, or whatever, anything from minor factual inaccuracies to, I really did not get this whole plot arc, I would view it as a gift if you took the time to tell me. Among other things, I'm probably not done writing in this fandom, and I'm sure there are a lot of little things that I could do even better the next time around. How the hell do young people interact with their music these days? Is it on phones, or iPods, or something else? If they're driving in early June, are the Blackhawks plausibly out of the playoffs by then? Would Jack's camera have a flash? I spent a while on that one. There we go. That's the end of Excellent, pursued by heteronormativity. I might or might not do the next one. There are now three podfix for this. So, that's fun and exciting. See y'all next time. Oh, and one last thing. Something I was meaning to mention before, uh, on the same level of PSA as they were doing earlier, don't don't take those old Batman or Superman or SpongeBob or whatever sleeping bags camping. It's it's going to be a bad time. You're going to be cold unless it's like really really warm in the summer. Just, you know, have fun!